Hello and welcome to the La Dolce Vita podcast. This is your host, Virginia Rose, and I'm coming to you from the greater Washington, D.C. area. I'm so excited that you took a moment out of your day to take a listen to the show as I have a wonderful guest coming up on today's episode. Today, I'll be interviewing Executive Director Jessica Lynn of the Caring Hearts in Action Minnesota Nonprofit Foundation. So please stay tuned and when we come back, I'm going to be interviewing her. She's going to be talking about her mission and the work that she does in her community and how you can help in yours. So stay tuned and when we come back, I'll have Jessica Lynn. Don't move. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. But God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. Hello and welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose, and I have the Executive Director of Caring Hearts in Action, Minnesota, Miss Jessica Lynn. Welcome to the show, Jessica. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, Virginia. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here, too. The pleasure is mine. I love what you do, and I cannot wait to share with our listeners um, about the wonderful nonprofit that you work with. It's so exciting to me. I'm excited to talk about it as well. So first, um, I want our listeners to get to know you. Can you share a little bit about your background and then we're going to talk about your charity? Yeah, so I am uh, from Minnesota. I was born in Wisconsin, but we uh, moved to Minnesota when I was very young. My mom, dad, and I have no siblings, um, so I got all of the attention. So that kind of made me who I am right now. It's just filled with love. Uh, yeah, and so we moved here, and uh, I grew up pretty typical, went to college, got a degree in uh, early childhood development. Um, I've always loved working with kids and helping kids and uh, seeing the growth and making a difference. So I got my degree in early childhood development and I got right into the field. I started out as an infant teacher for the company I worked for. And then pretty soon I was teaching the toddler room, then the preschool room. I then moved into the school age. Uh, I was the co-director, and then I opened up a new uh, daycare center for that company. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so then I was directing that daycare center for a few years. I had both my girls, um, they were born, and I got to bring them to uh, work with me for, uh, I want to say, almost four years, and it was the best experience ever. I don't know that I would have continued working if I didn't get to be with my babies uh, 24-7. So that was the biggest blessing ever. And shortly after, uh, let's say probably four years into that center, 
I was co-directing, or not co-directing, I was the regional director, so I was overseeing two different daycare centers. And then I started a substitute teaching company for the daycare and did their marketing. I'm kind of a go-getter. I don't really like to move slowly or uh, not have a lot going on. So I was doing all of that. And then came a time where I realized I wanted to be able to have more quality time with my girls and I could, I could do what I was doing, but I could do it for myself in a different way. So I quit my 11 year career and started an online marketing company for myself where I would market other companies. And this gave me a lot more flexibility and freedom to be with my babies. And I also got to volunteer and do the, the work that I've always enjoyed doing with helping people, just different people. So I started volunteering with Caring Hearts in Action in Farmington, Minnesota. And I was working by marketing them online and going to their events and shooting videos and um, I interviewed Mary Canada the founder and her and I just really hit it off and uh, we ended up combining our efforts with the Live Mana Foundation and Caring Hearts Foundation a few months ago and uh, then right after that is when she asked me to take over as a executive director and uh then it, it just all became a whole new story so in a nutshell <laughs> that that's it wonderful well let me ask how old are your girls so i have a four and five year old awesome so my girls are bigger than five and four but they're about 17 months apart so i think we share uh Babies that are close. <laughs> yes, they are so close. And I i mean, I wasn't a spring chicken when I started having babies. So when I decided that I wanted to have two babies, I uh, i, I thought I was going to just have one and it, she'd be an only child like I was because I loved growing up that way. And then my mom one day said, well, Jessie, that's what my family calls me. And she said, Jesse, what if something ever happened to, to your baby? And she had always had that fear with me growing up that if something happened to me, then that would just be like the end of her being a mother. So then that scared the crap out of me. So I decided I needed to have another baby. And so Charlotte came really quickly and that's how I ended up with two really close together. Well, let me tell you, um, there's absolutely nothing wrong, obviously, with being an only child, but it is nice for kids to have siblings. I had a brother, grew up with a brother, and, um, you know, my kids, there are times when they don't always get along 110%, obviously, but I will tell you this, as they get older, they have gotten so close to now, I just, they're always, all three of them, I have three kids, they're always in the same room. 
So wherever I, I just, if I need to ask somebody something, I just go and they're always together. They're always playing video games together. They're talking about, you know, problems. They're leaning on each other. So I think you did a really good thing. So God bless you. And that's awesome that you have your two babies now. Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. And they are, they're, they're best friends that sometimes can't stand each other, but I, I'm comforted knowing that they're going to grow up with a best friend yes yes my girls are actually absolutely 100% best friends anybody that knew them a couple of years ago would would say like oh how is that even possible but once they get through the puberty years they are you know thick as thieves so it's really it's really beautiful to see that and I knew it was gonna happen I predicted it they won't tell you that but I did I did tell them that so so yeah so now you know and for us as parents um, we, we don't have to worry as we get older that they don't have something, you know, what if they move? What if they want, need a maid of honor? What if they, um, need somebody to call, you know, and they, they can't really yep. call moms, uh, you know, or mom's not feeling well and they need somebody to help take care. You know, it's just a wonderful thing. So I think that's so awesome. So yeah. I, now we're going to shift a little bit back to the nonprofit. So, um, tell us more about Caring Hearts in Action. What is the mission? So, Caring Hearts in Action is um, it's helping one neighbor at a time, no questions asked, no judgment. Uh, it's about being humankind. Being human and being kind to one another is, is very simply what we want to, uh, to inspire others to do as we do it ourselves. Okay. And what type of um, services, just so people that are learning about um, the nonprofit, what type of services um, do you guys provide? So we are a free food shelf and clothing closet. So we offer um, free shopping for toiletries, for like shampoo, conditioner, for diapers, for wipes. For, uh, for food, perishable, non-perishable. Uh, we have different things that are donated to us for like kids' school supplies or toys or home goods. Uh, it's, wow. everything, is, everything is free. Uh, where when I stepped in, I uh, worked out a deal and got us a second space that's a little bit bigger. So we are revamping the the image in a way that will um, kind of move it from the food shelf clothing closet to food shelf free thrift store to uh, invite the rest of the community in. So it's, it's really tying everyone together. It's not segregating who should be shopping there, who shouldn't be shopping there. Uh, it'll it's to bring in more volunteers to take the stigma out of of going to a food shelf or clothing closets uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that are struggling but pride or uh, or what people might say about them keeps them from reaching out for help so with the pandemic going on and just people families struggling that never thought they would be struggling that are have too much pride to ask for help I want to open it up to just be a natural thing. Like imagine you have 10 girlfriends and you uh, love each other's style. So you guys 
get tired of wearing what you're wearing, you all bring it in and then you get, it's like a clothing swap, an ongoing clothing swap. And then you're able to save the money that you do have for, for other things like bills and mortgage and Christmas presents, um, that sort of thing. So that's, that's where we're headed right now. That's awesome. I love this, this whole setup. I love the idea, the, the way that you're doing it. And I love that you're breaking stigmas because I'm really big about that. I know you probably saw my Facebook live not too long ago. Um, and for anybody that didn't see it, um, I just kind of um, vented and I'm not embarrassed to say um, that we need to break the stigma and that not everyone who is down on their luck homeless, needy, hungry, has committed a crime or has done something bad. There is many people out there that, especially during a pandemic, but even pre or post pandemic who are needy or down on their luck, um, or, you know, something has happened. So please, I'm asking you listeners, when you see someone in need, um, don't let it go automatically to your mindset Um, that this person is dirty or a drug abuser or an addict. Even if they are, they still need help. But what I want to say on this episode is we have to break the stigma that even myself, Virginia Rose, um, has been homeless um, due to loss of home because of hurricanes. So in 2004, in the state of Florida, um, anybody that remembers, everybody says Katrina. It was before Katrina. We got all the way through the alphabet and there was actually um, five hurricanes. It was four hurricanes and one hit us twice and it just demolished my home. And so I lost my home on Thanksgiving and I was not able to find another steady place to live until March of the next year and I had two small children so people automatically assume right well anybody that sees me now would be like oh you're a celebrity photographer you're this you're that you do all these things they would never know that Jessica so I just wanted to share that on this story and use my own personal story for anybody that might be listening to this interview um please please support Uh, Caring Hearts in Action as well as other charities that help people because it could simply be because someone lost their job or had a house fire or a loss of a loved one such as a spouse which was their main primary income so please do not judge them so thank you for letting me share that Jessica yes definitely I think uh and I get a I get private messages all the time from people that that need help or know someone that needs help and they reach out to me or to me through caring hearts to to find find what they need and it's just uh even being a, a, a source for people to privately come to, it, it is great. It's great to be able to be known as someone that can help. And then once we break the stigma, I feel like there'll be a lot more people that will, will just be willing to help instead of judging. Right. And I am going to be on that wagon with you and you can totally lean on me for support. I am more than comfortable um, giving my testimony and what I went through and I'm happy to share it. It took me a long time because, you know, even when it's not your fault, sometimes there's shame there. And it's like you said, how they don't want to come in or they don't want to visit because they're afraid what their friends might say or, you know, what somebody's going to judge them if they see them go inside. Like, oh, why are they going to the food pantry or or this or that? And 
you know, sometimes you're just down on your luck. Things don't follow through. Maybe they had to lay off a job because they're closing the doors because, you know, they they didn't make as much money that year. It's not even your fault. You did a great job. It just, it is what it is. So definitely, definitely, we do want to break those stigmas. And I'm so happy that we're doing this show, as, especially right before the holidays, because it's so important that we work together as a community. We support each other. We support uh, Jessica and what she's doing and people in the community that are doing similar things maybe in your community. So next I want to talk about what are some of the most important needs uh, for Caring Hearts in Action that uh, people can give. I know um, monetary donations are always a help of course but what else yep. do you need Jessica? So we have been getting an abundance of help from uh, Second Harvest. They supply us with food for the food shelves. And since COVID hit, they have been offering a lot of free options. So we're able to spend a fairly low amount on the food that we have coming in. We get a ton of, of, of donations clothing-wise from people uh, in the community, which is awesome. The main, main thing that we could use help with is the volunteers to uh, to help go through the clothing to, uh, we're still working on the back of the new, the new location. We need some handyman help. Um, I'm going to be starting a new volunteer program, hoping uh, it'll be kind of like a mentorship, leadership opportunity for after school, high schoolers can come up and they can take turns as the volunteer manager and they can direct people around the storm what they need help with volunteer work for. Um, and then they, they can learn those different roles in, in leadership and business. So it, it's we're all 100% volunteer run, so that that's what we need more of. We need more volunteers, and obviously monetary donations help keep things going. We are looking for sponsorships uh, from companies okay, so that great. we can market and advertise them, and they can help us keep doing what we're doing. Wonderful. And then we, we also have online merchandise that we uh, are fundraising with. So we're, I have a hoodie that's online on our website, and then I'm going to be creating a couple more things. Uh, we've been doing designer purses, auctioning those off, and uh, we'll have much more fun stuff like that to do virtually, with, especially with the pandemic kind of going nuts again. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, um, definitely need volunteers and okay. So we have listenership all over the world. So let's be specific. Where should people sign up to volunteer? What area specifically are you in? So we, Caring Hearts in Action, Minnesota is in Farmington, Minnesota. Okay. And we uh, need volunteers there. And then we also, so I live downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, and if you guys follow Joshua T. Berglund and my, uh, our other charity, the Live Mana Foundation, uh, we do a lot of 
neighborhood outreach where we go out to the homeless community and we feed them, we bring them warm blankets, we find out what their needs are and, and we find out how we can meet their needs. So that that's another volunteer opportunity that, that we can definitely use to be filled. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. All that helpful information, Jessica. We're going to take a quick short break. And when we come back with Jessica, we're going to ask some more questions um, so that you can learn how to give back in your community. So stay with us. And we're going to be right back after this very short break. Don't go anywhere. You know how you can make a difference? Become a supporter of the La Dolce Vita podcast. You can click the Become a Donor right through the Anchor app or give a donation through a few easy clicks with PayPal. All you have to do is log in and send to virginiarosefineart at yahoo.com. Donations help me continue my mission and my movement, which is artists supporting artists. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please contact me, Virginia Rose. You can go directly to our Facebook page, the La Dolce Vita podcast. I want to hear from you. Let's keep the movement going. Artists supporting artists like you. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose, and I am back with the fabulous, amazing, warm-hearted Jessica Lynn, Executive Director of Caring Hearts in Action, Minnesota. Welcome back. 
Hi, thanks for having me. This has been great. This has been really wonderful. I love how you are getting the word out. Um, You're sharing so many amazing things about what Caring Hearts does so we can really assist you um, and people can come together so that we can uh, help you to make Caring Hearts even better and to support even more people in the community, right? Yeah. We got yeah. it. We got to support each other. Women's empowerment. Absolutely. People supporting. Amen. That's it. I, I've, I've, I've found that in the nonprofit and charity world, uh, the more connections you make with different nonprofits and charities, the, the more that you get accomplished. So definitely there's more power in togetherness. Amen to that, sister. We got your back and we are going to do this together. Um, I'm so happy that at the end of the show, you guys, everybody stay tuned because we're going to have a little announcement. But first, I want to ask you, Jessica, what are some things that people can do in their own communities? They don't live in Minnesota. They've already donated to Caring Hearts and they're like, but I feel like I want to do more, but I don't know where to start. What are some things that people can do in their own communities to be a part of the solution? Uh, I would say, first of all, to to not ignore the problem, uh, to uh, notice the people that are in need, to not just walk past. I living downtown Minneapolis, uh, people some some people seem to be uh, like not unaffected anymore by by walking past people laying on the sidewalk or I've, I mean I've gone out and fed people and there's been someone sitting there foaming at the mouth shaking and people just walk right by so I think acknowledging that there's there's an issue is the first step and not being afraid to talk about it uh, is the next step to again take the stigma out of things and uh, I always when I drive around, I carry blankets, snacks, waters. I just carry something in my car that if I pull up next to someone who needs help, I have something to give them. And that also helps me show my kids how, how we should be doing life and just leading by example. Hopefully that's going to trickle down to the next generation because they're really the ones that are going to keep implementing this way of living and, and keep changing things for the better and uh, to show show what you're doing so that your neighbors can see what you're doing so that you can hopefully inspire someone else to uh, do it. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, I don't typically share with people when I give to charities unless it's something that I'm doing that we need the community's help. But I do want to, I'll, I'll touch just on a, for a quick minute on that. Um, last night I went to, to Target and to go get some groceries with my children and I was very busy. And when we first turned into the parking lot, my daughter pointed out, oh mom, there's a man there with his dog um, by the trash can, by the entranceway and we should help him. And I said, you're absolutely right. We should help him. Um, so it took me a bit of time to find a parking space. I'm going up and down the rows. The other, the whole entire time, Jessica, that I'm going up and down the rows, I can see not one person is stopping to ask him Mm -hmm. if he needs help, if he needs anything. This is a whole human being, guys, whole human being 
with a dog in 40 degree weather laying next to a trash can by an entrance of a target how do you not see this like how is no one stopping so i told my kids to go ahead and go into the store and i said i'm going to be right there i said but i'm going to help them not because i didn't want them to watch just in case it was more serious like keep in mind the, the, my kids are like almost full-grown adults um so they weren't like you know it's not like a six-year-old or something you know so yeah. i sent them i sent them into the target store and i said i'll be right there um and i went over to the man and i said you know are you feeling okay um he said yes i'm feeling okay i said have you eaten today and he said yeah i had a little something and i asked him i said what can i do for you i said what can i do for you how can i help you um and does your dog need anything and you know the only thing that he asked me he could ask me for anything he could ask me for money he could ask me for you know the only thing he asked me for was a bottle of water for his dog Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's all he wanted. He said, I think my dog's really thirsty. They don't want me in the store. And I need a bottle of water for my dog. So needless to say, I'm not going to, um, you know, go into the help that I that I gave him. It was appropriate. So, you know, but I, I made sure that I did not leave him without what he needed. But I want to share uh, that that did not take anything away from me. I didn't give more than I could. But stopping, making sure that he had water, making sure that he had food, um, making sure that he had blankets and making sure that he had what he needed um, and asking him if he was safe, you know, where he was headed. Um, That didn't harm me. That didn't that didn't hurt me. That didn't um, take away anything from my home or my children. Um, So I just want to encourage people. Don't assume that somebody else is going to stop. Right. Be the one. And and they don't. It happens all the time. And I think uh, talking about that, just what you just said happened, I think talking about it is important because it'll hopefully hit some ears of people that the next time that they walk near someone that is like that in need of help, that maybe they'll stop. Yes. And I understand that sometimes people can feel like there may be a danger. That is another reason. Um, my personal um, thing was to go ahead and send my children into the store. Sometimes yep. people do have mental health issues or a weapon or something like that. So I was very safe in the way that I approached him. I didn't touch him or yell loudly or startle him. You know, as I walked up, right. he noticed that I was there and started to communicate with me. Um, so, I mean, I totally get that. And if you are nervous or afraid that the person may have a mental health issue, um, you can get someone that, uh, such as a store manager or somebody to call um, a paramedic or something to get this person the help that they need. So, Well, that's what, the, that's what our our emergency personnel are for. If, if you can tell that the situation could be questionable, then that's what they're there for. The paramedics, the police, they're there to help serve the community. So not just people with homes and money that are welcome in Target stores, but also right. people that don't have homes and money that clearly are in distress. Right, exactly. And I I totally completely agree with you. And please don't call and say there's some homeless guy and make it like he's done something wrong because a lot of times when people do that and law enforcement approach, they think that they have done something wrong. It's not a crime. I know they try to make it one in some cities. It's not a crime to be homeless. 
It's not a crime to be down on your luck. It's not a crime to not have the means to afford food or housing. So please, please do not let this show fall on deaf ears. If you're listening, if you've taken the time um, to listen thus far, please take it into your hearts, take it into your spirit, your mind, especially during this holiday season uh, to check on people. These are people in your community. These are people in your community and you need to help them. So I'm so glad that we touched on that. Oh, and the blanket drive. So Jess, I want to share with you, and this is something that people can do that I wanted to kind of let people know about, a blanket drive. So even during a pandemic, if you don't want to come in touch with somebody, you can tell your friends, you can put a basket um, out front of your house or on your doorstep or somewhere in a convenient location and have a sharing basket and people can drop off new clean blankets. I've done this for many years. Um, and then at the end you collect all the blankets and then you can take them to your local shelter. And I would also suggest keeping a few blankets in your car or trunk in case you find somebody that may need it. Um, at the shelters, sometimes they have to leave for a certain portion of the day maybe at 7 a.m. or 9 a.m., and then they cannot come back until the shelter opens up at night. And when it's very cold, if they don't have the proper things, um, it's something that they can take with them that belongs to them, and also it's a very nice gift for Christmas. So I just wanted to add that two cents in there. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy, and uh, Walmart has blankets for as little as $2.88. Family Dollars and Dollar Generals have blankets for sometimes somewhere between $4.25 and $4.88. And then if you want to be a little bit more... generous you can get a little bit of the bigger blankets or nice you know nicer blankets even battery operated heated blankets and things like that so super oh yeah yeah 100 percent battery operated heated blankets are like a dream out here in minnesota yes yes very helpful and actually can save a life i want to let you guys know that save yes can save a life okay so i want to ask you where um people can give monetary donation to caring hearts in action do you have a website do you prefer Facebook on facebook donations how do you like to receive donations so that the money gets straight to the people as quickly as possible so our website is caringheartsmn.org and there's a tab right on the top for donations that's probably the quickest easiest way to go about it uh, obviously, Facebook is always has the option to put a donate button on posts, and that works as well. I would say both of those are the best ways. Um, and then on our website, on the caringheartsmn.org, we have a tab for online merchandise. And if you click on it, you can click next on visit online store. And it'll bring you to the online store where right now we have our limited time hoodie. It's Be Humankind. It's black with pink and white writing. And it has the Caring Hearts in Action logo on the back. You can order one of these. They're $46.94 online. And then all of the proceeds go to Caring Hearts in Action. And then if you just keep an eye on our website, I'll be adding different uh, merchandise to it as time goes by. So that's a fun way to go about it too. Well, I'm looking forward to ordering my hoodie, and I'm excited. It looks super warm. It looks great on you, by the way. Thank you. It's the softest hoodie in the whole entire world. It's really, really awesome. 
Awesome. So you're going to love it. Yes. And black, you know, photographer, black, it just goes together. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it hides everything too. So it's, it's good. It's comfy. Yeah. And you can just, you know, get out there and be nice and warm and you can get out there and volunteer in your hoodie yep. too and stay warm. So awesome. Okay. So the last question I want to ask you, Jessica, and you've been so wonderful and so informative during the show. But what is one thing that you would like the public to know about what you're doing? Is there a special story you'd like to share or something that's reached you or touched you in some way that you would like to share with our listeners? I would say uh, in this whole journey that I've gone on uh, with helping humanity is that if you just follow what you're led to do, and stay strong in following how you're being led and not let the opinions of other people or um, or negativity bring you down or slow you down or make you question what you're doing. I think it's really, really important because that is, that's how you make change happen. And it's important to realize that if you don't have things pushing against you, then you're probably not doing things as big as you could be doing them. So that would be my, my biggest life lesson. Follow your heart and find your purpose and continue, continue on that journey. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid of failing because it's not always easy. Um, so just keep, you know, pick up the pieces, move forward, put one foot in front of the other. Nobody is perfect. And please just, Remember to follow your heart. That's 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 all you can do in this world, right, Jessica? 100%. Awesome. Well, that is a wonderful piece of advice for whoever's listening to go about their day and just remember that portion of that. You're a very wise woman, for sure. Thank you. And with a beautiful, beautiful, warm heart. And I'm so glad um, that we are friends now and that we are on a mission. We're women on a mission, right? Yep. I love it. Yes, we are. I love it. Well, I would like to share a very special announcement. Um, Many of you uh, may know, many of you may not know, um, but I am a photographer as well as a painter and original artist, and I am going to be partnering uh, with Caring Hearts in Action Minnesota um, by uh, selling my prints, uh, limited edition prints, and giving a portion of the proceeds directly to Caring Hearts in Action Minnesota, as well as Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. So I'm going to be putting those up on the La Dolce Vita Facebook page, as well as my personal page, Instagrams, and I'm sure Jessica will be sharing that as well. So if you would like just another way to support them, you can have your own piece of beautiful art for your home and know that the proceeds are going to something that is going to support feeding the homeless and helping people in need. Um, I have selected Caring Hearts in Action Minnesota as my charity um, for this year, but even into 2021, I would like to continue to support them. So be watching out for new merchandise on their website. And please, please, please make sure that you get one of the limited edition prints um, of either the print with the heart or there's going to be another print with a beautiful face um, that talks about giving a voice to the voiceless and donating. Those donations will go directly to Live Man worldwide foundation so i'm going to be putting all that stuff up today and i just wanted to make that special announcement before i say thank you so so much 
Jessica, Executive Director, Caring Hearts in Action. You are such an amazing lady. Thank you, and thank you for your support, your donations, and I can't wait to put all of it up on the website and keep going. Yes. Keep doing it. Amen. I love it so much. So thank you for being here, and whenever we come back from this short break, I will let you know our next upcoming guest. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose, and what a wonderful show. I have to give a huge shout out um, to the amazing, huge-hearted, wonderful human being, uh, Jessica Lynn of Caring Hearts in Action, Minnesota. And you guys, please, please show your support to her. Um, Like her page on Facebook. Follow her on Instagram. She's at Caring Hearts um, in Action, um, MN, I believe. Um, I'm going to post all those handles and links on the Little Chevita Facebook page. But please, please, now is the time, especially with the holidays approaching, um, for you to help others in your community. Even if you only have, you know, a few hours in a morning, you can go volunteer. Like I said, you could do the blanket drive um, where you do like a sharing basket. You could even do a canned food drive. It doesn't have to be blankets. Um, Try to think of some ways that you can support um, Caring Hearts in Action as well as local charities in your community. Um, The only way that we are going to create solutions um, to the epidemic of homelessness is for us to come together and to help each other and to love each other and support each other. And when we see something, we do something about it. We don't just look the other way. So I want to thank you all again for tuning in. Um, Thank you guys so much for continuing to support this podcast, to support this show. I truly appreciate you. I hope everybody has a wonderful, warm um, holiday season. Please remember to always follow your heart um, and stay true to yourself. Um, I also want to share, we're going to take a few days break. And then when we come back, uh, we are going to have Mike Simon of the Music Teacher Network Uh, as my special guest. He's also a sound engineer and a musician, and he's going to be uh, in the hot seat and letting me interview him next week. So I hope you will come back and take good care of yourself, and I will hear from you guys again soon. Take care and have a wonderful day. (music) 